0: Welcome back to the Price of Business. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. So delighted to introduce today a new uh, uh, contributor on the Price of Business show. Her name is Krista Valente. She's on the other side of the world and so delighted to have her uh, with us. Uh, Brett McCall, who is a mutual associate of both of ours, introduced us to one another. And uh, Chris, uh, he told me about your story. And I thought, my goodness, my audience needs to be familiar with your story. It's phenomenal. And what's fascinating about it is that it's an ongoing story. It's not finished. It continues to go. And Chris, uh, I need to ask you to just take a minute. First of all, to introduce yourself, your uh, coaching practice and your story kind of give us that panoramic overview and welcome to the program.
1: Uh, Hi, thank you, Kevin. I am so honored to be here. I am. Yes. uh, My name is Chris Avalanti. I am based in Darwin, Northern Territory, Australia. And, uh, two and a half years ago, I walked into the emergency department of Darwin, Northern Territory, Australia, uh, hospital. And, uh, Um, with pain in my waist and my spine, only to find that my body was riddled with tumours to begin with. Firstly, riddled with tumours. Secondly, um, to find that within 48 hours, there was a 50% chance that I was going to lose my ability to walk. Um, because there was a tumour that had eaten, one particular tumour that had eaten uh, right through my spine in the T9 section, and I was going to be paralysed from the sternum down. And thirdly, the PET scan had shown that there was a massive tumour in the breast that they believed had metastasized down um, to uh, my spine and um, they believed that there was breast and bone cancer. So I was facing a complete salad.
0: (laughs) Unbelievable, that's (laughs) astonishing. So uh, talk about, so what is your, your history of health? Is your history of health up to that time, a good history or what was that like?
1: Absolutely amazing. I was always a fit child. I mean, I was only level one, but still, I came first in Australia for gymnastics. Um, My whole family were athletes. Uh, Yeah, I was amazing. Like, never was really sick. I was absolutely amazing. I was a very fit child, ate well. I came from a good family, a Greek family, Mediterranean diets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you had everything going in your favor and then this. And, then and so that and that was a lot. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was tremendous. And so at that time, what were you doing professionally at the time when that happened? Especially well, I was, uh, yeah,
1: I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I spent uh tw- 25 years touring in my band uh Volante, I was the front woman of my band Volante, and um, I uh toured, yeah, I've been to America, Europe, Australia, obviously, and um, my songs on iTunes, I'm all, uh, on on. Uh, I'm all over YouTube and yeah so I had an incredible career and uh, I was an original artist and yeah it was an extraordinary and um and I wasn't mainstream I was in original bands I was a rock singer and uh, But I had an extraordinary career and I performed and recorded with the best producers on the planet and recorded in the best studios. I had a phenomenal manager. It was amazing and I was very privileged to have the lifestyle that I did. And then I felt pregnant, I had a child, Um, the music scene had changed you know, Idol came about and so you know, I fell into a little bit of depression because the music scene had changed. Um, the atmosphere was very different. It's, it was all about TV now. So I faced a little, I was, you know, I felt a little bit embarrassed. I was dealing with a little bit of depression and stuff like that. And so the whole atmosphere had changed and then pain started to develop and then I just wasn't listening to my body. And then all of a sudden I just walked into the emergency with pain. And, and then I just started screaming. And then you wouldn't, and then lo and behold, I one thing, then I then all of a sudden I was getting told that my body was riddled with tumors and then cancers. And then and then it was a blood cancer. It ended up being multiple myeloma, a blood cancer. And then I had a wow. stem and then I had a stem cell transplant. Um, which was very scary and extremely painful. And I had to be flown to Adelaide to have that. And it was successful. And that was another story in itself.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when all this happened, you know, your whole life began to change. Now you're doing something completely different <laughs> uh, or in addition to what you were doing. It's, it's very different, though, what your, your primary uh, focus professionally seems to be. Uh, talk about how it was the logical thing to do in lot of your health crisis.
1: Yes, absolutely, because I I refuse to let um, the story of cancer, I uh, I refuse to let that be my fate. Yeah, I was in shock, obviously. Did I cry? Yes. Did I feel all the emotion that one does when you hear such devastating news? Yes. But I had a six-year-old kid standing next to my bed. I mean, how does a mother think that's the only thing that I could, that's the only thing that I could think about was, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I can't leave my child. So there was fear, you know, and then that fear uh, transformed to self-awareness. From self-awareness, it turned into self-love. From self-love, I created a new identity. And then I thought, wow. And the only thing that I could relate that to was I had never heard about him before. And, and then her as well, um, or did these practices, but all I could relate them, you know, self-hypnosis or self-meditation, stuff like that, or Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, or Marissa Peer. And then I began to study them because I was doing these practices on my own. And so I started to study these practices and then became accredited as a hypnotherapist. And stuff like, that. and then a medit, then a meditation, um, pro- uh, and then studied the profession of meditating and stuff like that, in order to be able to teach. And so now I am a transformational life coach, where I use my own experience and knowledge to help others facing adversity, just like I did. And I urge, yeah, others, yeah and I urge others facing insurmountable odds to not give up hope and to tap into their extraordinary power of their own minds in order to achieve you know, insurmountable, um, that are facing insurmountable odds to achieve the unbelievable because they can, just like I did.
0: Krista, uh, talk a little bit about uh, what we're going to receive content-wise, your article fo- articles focus, your uh, commentary focus, uh, that type of thing.
1: Okay, um, well, they're going to receive, because I worked with the medical system the first time, and then a year after I walked into the hospital um with acute pain, thinking I was having a heart attack, and it happened to be necrosis of the heart tissue, which is an extremely rare disease that apparently had never ever been diagnosed in the Northern Territory where I was born and was from. And I walked out the same day completely cured. And we don't know why. So the body has an incredible ability to heal itself. And I believe that we must always work with the medical system. But on this occasion, my body healed itself. And um, so I will be writing articles on um, where we can work with the medical system, but also how um, I attribute my incredible success um, to the body being able to um, Heal itself as well, the power of the mind, our body's ability um, to heal itself through self-talk, mindset, belief, vision, self-love, and many other incredible um, feats of the mind.
0: Yeah, you know, the uh, there's very ancient wisdom. Uh, Solomon said thousands of years ago, as a man thinketh, so is he. And obviously, the mind plays an incredible ro- role in uh, every aspect of our health in our life, including our physical health. And so uh, you got to harness that. And if you're going to be negative and you're going to be dour and the sky is falling, it's not going to work out very well, regardless of how mild or severe your your situation is. You can make a mild situation incredibly uh, more severe than it is in reality, thanks to the imagination. So this is really important. So are, are, are your clime, primary clients focus yes. on health or are they yes. looking at other adversity kind yes. so of give us a, a scope of your clientele
1: yes absolutely kevin uh, it's pouring rain outside here um yeah absolutely kevin i work with a whole genre of people but at the moment um and it's and i'm Glad you brought up that point because, um, in there was one particular moment when I just before I received my stem cell transplants, and at the moment I am focused on um women, you know, especially women over 40, only because you know it's just a great number of them. But if it's a male that calls me and wants help. You know, I'm not going to say no, obviously, but you know, many women who have, you know, who suffer from emotional eating that want to lose weight, that are struggling to gain confidence, and you know, in their body, you know, and in life. But when before I, um, before I had my stem cell transplant, this one nurse that was really concerned said to me, said to me, you know, and it really stuck to me. Said. It's the ones that carry the weight are the ones that survive. So when I was going through my ordeal, I put on nearly 30 kilos because I knew that if I was going to manage, after I had gone through the ordeal of, being, of having to uh, walk again, of going through, of whether I was you know, having breast cancer or bone cancer and then going through the blood cancer and surviving the stem cell and all that, I knew that if I was going to be a mother to my child and be a partner and be there, I had to eat in order to live. So I had that, and that was my story. In order to survive, I had to eat, and I put on 30 kilos. So every so, a lot of women each have a story and that became, so I became an emotional eater, not only because I had cancer, but because I needed to survive. And so, and so, yes, I want to work with women regarding, you know, issues with that. What is their story? Why are they doing it? And with hypnosis yeah. and stuff like that and transformational therapy, I get to the root cause and help women, you know, find the reason why and work through that.
0: Yeah. So for... So for us Americans, at sixty-six pounds, weight, 30 kilos. yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Um, so, are you are most of your clients dealing with health related challenges, or yes. are they covering several different fields, um, areas, uh, you know, work related issues? Kind of give us a gist of, of your clientele as we uh, begin to wrap it up. Well,
1: there's leadership. Well, there's leadership. But because um, because I, I studied, as a coach, I did and transformational therapy and having studied um, rapid transformational therapy with Marissa Peer, um, hypnotherapy, many people come in, you know, struggling with confidence, um, you know, uh, a lot of people. And because I'm a cancer patient myself, you know, um, a lot of people face fear, you know, what is it? What happens, you know, when someone gives you a cancer diagnosis, One can only imagine, and I mean, only a cancer patient knows the fear associated with that. You may die. How do you swallow something like that? That that kind of news. You know, everyone can say to you, you're going to be okay. I mean, we don't want to hear that. You know, everything's going to be okay. Don't lie. You know, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear options. Yeah. We want to hear what's the final solution. Tell me what I can do that I know I'm going to be here tomorrow.
0: You know, it's very, it's, yeah, it's it's a pretty big thing. Yeah. that so, your, your best website for more information.
1: Uh, yes, it's www.chrissavolanti.com.au.
0: Thank you so much for being with us. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show.